0: It is January 27th, 2021, and today is the January Collaboration Corner. I am Michael Askins, architect and technologist, and this is the Technology Architecture Solution Engineering Show. Um, virtual studio, I got Devin Ari. Uh, you're going to be our returning champ, Ari. So uh, yeah. so uh, welcome, welcome back. Um, yeah. If anybody didn't pick up on the uh, year-end show, if you can give me a 20-second... Who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, sure. I'm the VP of Sales for Yobi Global. Um, we've partnered with Aspirant. And uh, what we do is we sort of help folks take their sort of digital transformation into the practical space. Into the conference room, into the areas in which, you know, all this infrastructure that they're looking to implement, looking to leverage. How do you make it work for folks um, for user experience in the practical space in your conference rooms and stuff like that? So that's where our focus is. That's excellent.
0: And that dovetails, obviously, right into what we do uh, on the team side. So it's it's great to have you back and just to give everyone just kind of an overview on what we're looking to do with this is you know we're looking to have a regular spot just kind of like the data download but a little bit more juice around collaboration and getting messaging out and you know what it takes to have you know a modern uh modern conference space i don't even like the word conference room you know collaboration space you know there's various ways of of doing things uh so we want to have a you know a regular Spot with you, and there's just so much going on in that space. It's like its own show. So,
1: so here we here it's we are. The right? wild world right now. You'd think with everybody not being in the offices that things would have died down, but it's been quite the opposite.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Dev, how you doing, man? How, how's your How's your week been? Busy, huh?
2: You could say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's been uh, super busy. Um, mainly not working in the collabor- collaboration space with the current project that I'm working on, but it's my bread and butter, so I'm glad to pivot a little bit this week to take my mind off of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: Jeez. awesome, that's awesome. So, we, you know, knowing that what ELB does and, um, what we do from a, from a collaboration on a team side, you know, we thought to, to bring this together and talk about different things in that space. So the one thing is, is, you know, we have, you know, obviously you're championing the concept of, you know, B Y O M bring your own meeting. Uh, that, that's a great, I love that terminology. What does yeah. that mean? And what is, what is the advantages and the impacts of that? How does that affect change for organizations?
1: Yeah. You know, if you think about a collaboration space at a high level, and, and think of it from the user's perspective, you typically have, you know, somebody who's got, let's just say, basic situation. They've got a presentation they got to give. So they walk into a space with um, some sort of collaboration technology in there. And they either need to have a existing high level of knowledge on, on how to do it, how to use that, that system to, to be effective. It has to be, Or potentially it could be simple enough that they feel comfortable enough not having had much experience, but still are able to do it. Um, And that's sort of been your only two options up until, you know, pretty recently. And, you know, look, it's had success doing it, but there's always been this this issue of the user experience, which is. You know, when you look at places like you know putting technology into a classroom, that teacher is using that technology every minute, every day. So they're very powerful users. But a conference room technology or collaboration technology, that employee may be using that system first time in a month. Maybe once once a year they're using that kind of system to do their, I don't know, annual business report or or whatever it might be, right? So what BYOM is, is, is bring your own meeting. And the concept there is, hey, you know what? We're not going to give you a different experience in the conference room than we do at your desk, whatever you're doing with your laptop. And so, bring your own meeting is essentially a set of technology that amplifies the capability of your existing laptop. You walk into a room and you sit down and you You know, do something very simple, such as just plug in a single USB cord and then you have all the ability of a large display, multiple cameras, great audio, et cetera, um, without having to change your user experience at all. Right. So you can work. um, It actually has a pretty interesting history. It started actually well before COVID um, and really what came from this idea of, hey, you know what? I want folks to be able to work anywhere. And when you're on a phone call or let's say you're on a video call at your desk and you decide, hey, you know what, I need to loop a couple other people in here, the ability to quickly and easily transfer that call, that session, whatever, into a larger space that serves a slightly different collaboration paradigm, right, with more people or other people involved. Right. And so that's actually where it came from. And I'd say it had middling success in terms of its actual um value to a business in terms of, you know, operations and stuff like that. But then with COVID, obviously it became a much different story. So um, I'm not sure. Should we, should we get into that now?
0: Sure. Why not? Yes. Yeah, like so um,
1: <laughs> and please do, do ask me questions along the way. Uh, <laughs> if I'm starting to <laughs> give, give well, you.
0: You're, you're on a roll and, it, and it's yeah. So. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so, um, so for COVID the real benefit there is, You're trying to make these rooms where you're limiting as much interaction between the people in the rooms as possible. And if you think about your stereotypical conference room or collaboration space, there's a device in the room that's shared amongst everybody that uses that space in order to control the system in the room.
0: It's grody on a good day, let alone player in a (laughs) pandemic.
1: (laughs) And again, even pre pandemic, these touch surfaces, these touch panels were, yeah, gross and not advisable to really touch them anyway. So, uh, so with COVID then it, it just became a real, um, imperative to solve that and, and remove that common touch surface from the room. I mean, there's no easier way to, to transfer COVID than that. Right. So, um, so then, so this has now become a big thing with organizations that are looking to make their spaces COVID ready. Um, and I should say, we're really in a phase right now from from the sort of physical spaces that these uh, the, the organizations work in where you know we're past the period of everything being shut down. We're well into the period now of folks trying to understand, okay, what decisions did I make that I wanna carry on? With what decisions do I need to sort of reevaluate and go a different direction? And simultaneously, a lot of folks are already bringing a small amount of folks back to the physical office.
0: It's called the emergence in my mind. It's, it's, the emergence, it is. Yeah, it is. Things, we're, it's we're, like we're a cicada,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not quite as annoying, but yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, maybe in. it is. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Depends <laughs> on where you work.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been in Long Island in the summer, but it's deafening (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah so you know in the process of that sort of evaluation thing they've sort of said okay what is our new workforce gonna look like are they gonna be in the office all the time are they gonna be in the office partially and um, really what it is sort of changed this equation that's always been there but now the calculus is different there's always been this idea that hey you know what if we as an organization invested in this digital transformation, we stand to gain a lot efficiencies, uh, savings over time, et cetera, et cetera. At the same time, you know, pre COVID things were going pretty well for a lot of organizations. And so the sort of balance there was okay, but we're kind of doing fine the way we are. Mm -hmm. And yes, we see that there would be gains, but the cost of, doing that wholesale switch or, or whatever changes might be necessary to adopt it. So to do a digital transformation, it's just not worth the cost. I'm fine. We're doing just fine. We're increasing our profits or whatever their calculus may be without this digital transformation, even though we know it's, probably a got lady. a phrase for that too, right? Oh yeah. What's that? One of my, one of my former CFOs used to
0: call those things frivolous expenditures. <laughs>
1: frivolous expenditures. Well, frivolous.
0: As I was lobbying for a surface hub when they first were released, they're like, oh, there's okay. a perfectly good set of <laughs> marks, a lot <laughs> expo markers and a whiteboard.
1: You're good to go. Right. <laughs> so, With COVID though, and that's exactly a perfect situation where the paradigm has changed, right? Same calculations going on, right? But now that whiteboard and markers, common touch surface, it's not an option anymore. You still need to be able to collaborate. So now the cost of not digitally transforming is way higher than it has ever been before. Plus we're coming into this new paradigm where folks look, the expectation is that being in the office five days a week will, definitely not be nearly as normal as it was before. And, and will proceed, um, proceed to be less and less, right. Yeah. That's really the the way everything is going. And it, it makes financial sense for a lot of these organizations as well. Consolidate three floors into one, turn it into a bunch of co-working space as opposed to, you know, I mean, man, I work with a lot of these tech companies who don't put people in these desks anyway. I don't know when they work. A lot of these, guys, a lot of these companies are like, yeah. Anyway, there are already been paying way too much for real estate anyway. So there's a lot of savings there also. So again, just adding more and more to that side of the equation where it's like, Hey, you know what? Now it makes sense to invest upfront, and it, it is an investment, right? It's no, it's no small thing to do this and it's not just dollars or even just technology. It's how you work as an organization, right? The expectation of, Hey, when we have a meeting, everybody's there in the room now becomes, Hey, when we have a meeting, we'll all be there. We'll all be present but probably none of us are in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just adapting to that sort of uh, shift in expectations is a high cost for organizations.
0: There's um, also there's also the potential of a cultural cost too, right? So, so you hear all the time on these calls, and I'm sure you do too. There's people just like itching to get back into the office to have that human inter, inter, interaction. That's great and all for some people. Um, you know, the traditional infra IT people are perfectly fine in the dark by themselves. <laughs> you know, that's that's okay too.
1: You mean you can't come drop a ticket on my
0: desk? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so it's like it's it's a it's a cultural cost too. Right, So there, the, the changing of the culture, and you, you have to make decided efforts. Um, I don't want to derail your thought process here, but no. you know, this, the, the decided cultural changes that are being done um, is going to impact the way people work and the way they perceive their coworkers and the way they are perceived and then it, there's this inclusion that needs to occur because, you know, one of the arguments we hear all the time is, is like we used to have meetings all the time. And as people sit there, they're quiet, you know, some people get forgot. Or mm-hmm. if it's a meeting where some people are in the conference room and some people are in the digital world, everybody forgives about the digital people. I think that's yeah. changed recently, though, because people are more cognizant of that remoteness. So I don't know if you're seeing that. But and yeah. also, is there anything around this this concept of BYOM that helps address that, like there flashing is.
1: yeah absolutely so um to to answer your first question um yes we're definitely seeing that um and sort of how does byom fit into what we call it is the sort of democratization of participation lots of patience, um but that's really what it is is being able to be an effective and productive part of a team meeting without regardless of where you are right and um and that is the paradigm for the future for sure um so there's a whole set of, um, I don't know if you call them deliverables or, or advantages that, that organizations gain by doing a digital transformation that, again, whenever sort of too much of an opportunity cost, too high of a cost to get, you know, threshold to get over, uh, but that speak directly to that democratization of the experience. So we'll show something later on here. Um, but, for example, uh, one of the big things... Audio in our in our on our side of things is always still more important than video. Video is obviously increasingly more important in, in every day, although people seem to love turning off their cameras. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, you can't get by if you can see each other. But if you can only hear each other, you can still get the meeting done, right? So audio has always been ultimately the most important aspect of collaboration, and um, so part of the BYOM sort of paradigm is that you don't really know where that person with the laptop is going to be. You don't really know if they're going to be sitting at the table. Maybe they're at the other end of the table. Maybe they're sitting in a chair on the side out, you know, not even sitting at the table. Um, So the audio solutions that you have to provide for these types of spaces have to provide an equal experience for anybody with it, wherever they are within the room. Um, because that room may be completely different in terms of how it's operated from meeting to meeting. Yep. And so already there's some solutions out there that fit into the B Y O M sort of mantra, um, that also help with what you're talking about with the, the equal experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, so there's some tools and things built into the, 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 the platform, the software platform, let's try to yeah.
1: se- segregate yeah. that. That helps yeah. too. Right. The other thing is, you know, It allows for better standardization, again, increasing that user experience. So let's say somebody look, I know a lot of folks who have decided to move because they no longer need to go to an office. uh, You know, let's say they're in the Bay Area. Right. Why are you going to continue to pay San Francisco housing prices if you can do your job remotely from Sacramento or whatever? Right. So um, that person, those may still need to go into an office every now and then. So having a set of AV standards where every conference room is equal and uh, operates the same same user experience has always been a priority, but now has become even more of a priority. Um, Mm -hmm. So, again, these BYOM technologies allow for that. You're not really it's not it's no different anywhere. The only different piece is your particular user device, your laptop or, or whatever you might be using.
0: Yeah, so, so, you know, one of the things that uh, kept clicking in the back of my mind when we started talking in, or introducing our listeners to the concept of BYOM, you know, how many times in, like, especially the elder statesman of IT, how many times have they seen that there's an important meeting, and they have to stand outside the conference room, so then when somebody brings a laptop, and they plug it in, and the Windows does the blink, blink, and is, like, not recognized, what I, damn, hit, shift, alt, whatever, function, whatever, and you have to, like, kind of, muddle through that and you lose 10 minutes and then they present for two minutes and are like somebody else gets the cable tossed across the ways and they plug it in and blink, blink it's the same thing yeah. over and over again. This kind of it's helps solve that, to right?
1: To have that kind of experience and say that the technology is helping. Does <laughs> it sound like it's helping when it's all exactly. over the place that, Right? So, yeah, no, for sure that, that being able to be comfortable with your own device, it's, you know, most people are familiar with USB. I think that's yep. it's not something like VGA where you got to kind of twist the little thingy to get it to attach right or figure out um, whether or not your HDMI cable is going to pass the, the, uh, the signal for over the enough distance USBs just solves a lot of that and most uh-huh. folks are used to that from their consumer devices mostly.
0: And the other one that's uh, that's all this uh, this kind of solves too is a lot of organizations are like, well, we don't want the cables because we don't like the twisty bits in the back, so we're gonna do get a wireless projector, and and the IT sets up the wireless projector and you get this little dongle or you have to like connect to an access point and you connect it to it and you're projecting, and undoubtedly it's not configured 100 percent the way through, so you try to go to a web page or hit a web service and be like can't get there from here so (laughs) you know this again helps solve that challenge i mean some of the core stuff that that is problematic with you know getting your ideas across to a large audience these solutions solve that but then you layer into your the point you made earlier is like now we're operating differently and we're thinking smarter in how we do things and we're being safer with how we interact with each other i think it's win-win-win right yeah
1: the other major one is Um, And this is what most people don't really think about, but the facilities folks, the folks Mm. that run the building, when they have a BYOM space, what that means is that that space becomes highly flexible. So... It can be used by, you know, an engineering design team, maybe one meeting. Um, but that same set of technology works great for the admin meeting. That's 15 minutes later. And so what you get out of that one conference room is one that works for a variety of different teams within the organization. And from a facilities manager point of view, you're always trying to get value out of your square footage. Right. And so a BYOM conference room, not only is it less complicated, less expensive and easier to support, but. It allows you to do more things with that space, and and from a facilities point of view, that's a that's a major driver.
0: Yeah, we we we've come a long way from the days of old of like to your point again with the twisty back SVGA cables to you know USB and USB three and all these other much more efficient ways of connecting devices, and so it's good to see that from a device layer, and and I think the concepts that you guys are promoting with this is gonna it, it'll resonate very well with. People, uh, you know, aside from the frivolities of like how we used to do things versus how yeah. things are now, but from from that whole flexibility perspective, you know, we're we're Microsoft centric for the day job, and we're unabashed about that. And you have, know, f- but we do work with other technologies. Yeah. So so say we have we're a Teams organization, but there's a, a faction. Let's pick on marketing. The marketing folks are like we're Zoom people. Yeah. Um, what's the differentiators with? Being it doesn't really matter, right? Yep. It, does, it yep. doesn't matter. You're comfortable with that platform. You plug it in. in,
1: right? And as an IT person, you know you're already supporting that laptop, right? You're already you already know the differences between Zoom and, and Teams, and you're supporting that laptop already. And so, if you think of it let's say you had to put another CPU in that in that collaboration space to drive, you know, whatever systems are in there. Mm-hmm. Now you've got not only do you have another device you need to support within your environment, but that device is going to have every bit of complexity needing to do both zoom and teams or, or whatever nonsense is required. Right. And so it's just a, from a, from a support point of view, it's, it's almost a non-starter. Right. So, yeah. so yeah, so that absolutely solves a lot of problems for folks. Um, I think there's also been, You know, honestly, COVID hasn't really changed things in terms of what are important. It's just accelerated how important they are. I think that everything was going this direction anyway. Um, You know, hoteling, for example, the concept of not really having your own desk, you just sort of show up and take whatever desk is open, right? That's 10 years old, right? But now when folks are consolidating from three floors down into one, now you're going to see hoteling become standards so it's really more of an acceleration um than it is sort of a change of direction but what um in terms of the hardware so so what's what's been great is that the sort of groundwork was already laid before covid for this to happen at, at an accelerated rate and the sort of really three main technologies that were critical to enabling that the first was, we talked about it briefly, the ability to do anything and everything over USB. And so it used to be that video signal could only go over a video cable. So whether that's VGA or HDMI, then uh, USB became able to both carry your video audio data. Um, and also, We're hoping C becomes the standard. (laughs) uh, (laughs) But nevertheless, there's a push for that to be standardized, right? You're not looking at DisplayPort and and different types of... Well, the hardware is having less and less...
0: It's it's more and more C. Like if you look at the hardware, so we're we're there.
1: We used to have to clip on the end of a of an HDMI cable. We used to have to clip on a little keyring of all the different connection types, so that whoever was using (laughs) it and those keyrings would always walk away within days, Uh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) because everybody's like, oh, this is useful. (laughs) Uh, So yes, that was one big thing is sort of the the ability for USB to carry all. All of the different types of data that need to be transferred from the device to um, the far end. Right. That was number one. Number two was what I was talking about before in terms of um, in terms of audio. So the best solutions out there right now are what are called a microphone array. And what's key about these is that they are mounted to the wall or the ceiling, but usually to the wall and they're able to do a couple things. First off, having it mounted to the wall means it's not on the table, which is great, which means it allows you to move that furniture, allows you again to have flexibility with that space. Previously, if you had a cabled microphone on the table, you're limited in what you can do with that table. Mm. Also, you're limited in who can participate. Like we talked about before, if you're not sitting at the table, a tabletop mic is not really gonna work very well for you. So again, you don't have that democracy of, of experience. So uh, the, the concept of a microphone array—think of just a, a large speaker bar—and we'll, we'll look at one here in a minute. Um, that's able to reach everywhere in the room, pick you up with great audio everywhere in the room. It is itself also a speaker system, so you're not sort of double dipping there. And then
0: echo—you're not getting that weird echo that occurs.
1: Yeah, which. Yeah. Which is a problem. Is is always a problem. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and then the third aspect is, is it's able to triangulate your position, where you're sitting within the room. And that's how it's able to serve everywhere in the room. And there are a ton of awesome uses for being able to know where the person is that's speaking. Um, and that sort of leads into the third development that was really critical, which is, um, I guess you can call it digital Zoom. Mm. old school uh, cameras were PTZ, pan, tilt, zoom, right? They're moving around, focusing in on whoever, and you need somebody to control that. Um, It's a physical movement of a camera that needs to be controlled. And what they're able to do now, because cameras have developed so well, they are able to take a static, not static, an active uh, view of the entire space, but that's at like Forty megapixels, right? Massive, detailed video. And then what you do is you just focus in on one area of that, zoom that. Your eye can't tell the difference because that's so many megapixels anyway. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, but that way, you're able to have a single non-moving camera, but still be able to zoom in with you know as much clarity as you want uh, into anyone, anywhere in the room. So from a support perspective you're not cleaning gears in a camera or running out to a room because it got stuck from a user experience perspective. You're not having to fiddle around with some sort of remote to try to get the camera to zoom in on the right person or move your seat so that you're in the camera view or whatever, (laughs) (laughs) none of that anymore. Um, there's a side benefit
0: too. There's a side, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a conference room and the thing just starts zinging around on its own.
1: Oh man, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting there all of a sudden it's like flopping around. It's like something, something right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those three things together really make it so that you know, a conference room can work, a uh, collaboration space can work with zero furniture in it. It can work uh, with whatever device you bring into it. You get that flexibility. You get the ability to be COVID safe. Um, and again, it it's, it makes it easier for folks to get over that threshold and, and engage in a digital transformation.
0: For sure. For sure. I know I sent over in the show notes um, a, a thing because I know in, in the back of people's minds. Uh, so some this is a technology for organizations of all sizes, like everybody can benefit from this. And, you know, one of the barriers for teams is teams rooms licensing. Mm. So so when you think of it, you know, when I say barriers, it's not like it's, you know, it's not a bank breaker for enterprise or large or medium customers or somebody that wants that kind of a look and feel to their meetings. They want to invite the room and have that experience, which we fully you know sign on for. We love it. That's a great thing to do, though. There are other things that come along with that, like the management of what what those teams rooms are. And then on top of that, you have to pay a teams room license for mm-hmm. the room. So when you bring your own meeting and you have all this gear around that normally is bound to that team's license and you are licensing out all the applications and everything else that you need to be on there to present, all that licensing gets tore down. You don't yep. have that licensing anymore. You're, nope. you're running off the license that is sitting on the laptop of the, the meeting host or presenter.
1: If you're using a different license, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, so no, absolutely. And, and again, just going back to that point from an IT perspective where, like you said, managing it, right. Managing a device, look, the more devices, the harder it is to do, right. So not having to manage another device, a different device from the rest of your device, honestly, being able to load a single image on all of your laptops and know that it'll work in every conference room across the globe or, or wherever you may be. That's really powerful from an IT support perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: you know, if you're really creative, you would build that into your autopilot uh, out of the box experience deployment that you can send a laptop right from the manufacturer to your users and they can self deploy all their own software, including the bits that are needed. So shameless plug for Microsoft 365 autopilot there. (laughs) Uh, very good. So uh, rolling through our list of, of the areas we wanted to cover. So we, we talked, we're going to talk about like what kind of hardware is needed. So we're going to cover that a little bit later, right? In the spotlight.
1: Yeah, there's one in particular I want to show you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you want to cover anything at a higher level? What kind of hardware would be like? What are the just just
1: those three things about? Sort of these things happened before COVID. The sort of the 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 move to everything being USB connection, everything uh, the the ability to do that digital zoom with cameras, get rid of any sort of moving parts, right? And then also the ability to take audio off the table, put it up on the the wall, and enable. Triangulation with that microphone array.
0: Excellent, excellent. So, uh, what other areas do we want to cover in the uh, Teams Rooms and Devices area? Anything else you want to touch on?
1: No, I mean those, those are those are the major things that are driving right now
0: yeah so i know we had a had a topic we were it's kind of tangential to this and you had brought it up it was about around the economics of the post-covid office space mm-hmm. i know you talked to some of that a little bit earlier um, from this particular lane and you know this cost savings that we like you can realize massive cost savings by you know being very nimble um and we talked to some of the costs uh from a culture perspective is there any other areas you want to bring up around that
1: i think the i don't think the market has yet wrapped its head around how much it can save by doing digital transformations in terms of like real estate costs. Um, And then also there's an increase in uh, productivity from your workforce. So um, uh, an organization, Global Workplace Analytics, recently did a study um, around, you know, what is the actual cost to both the employee and the employer? Uh, of commuting. And it's way more than you might think. It, it's it's several weeks worth of work every year is mm. spent just commuting. And you'd add on top of that all of the uh nobody likes to commute, to put it that way. <laughs> uh all of the angst that comes with commuting. It's called that. Uh you know, and, and again that sort of further erodes the efficacy of the time spent working, right? So I don't think the market has yet realized, hey, you know what, there's a huge dollar value, not just in reducing my real estate costs, consolidating down from three fours to one, for example, but then also there's hours in the day that I'm gaining as an employee and an employer that are not spent commuting, um, giving my employees the ability to sort of work with their best energy. And there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of savings and a lot of productivity to be gained there
0: yeah it, there's undesired consequences too which I, I i read recently on an article on medium um so a lot of organization or a lot of individuals are, are going to be kind of really smacked in the face with a surprise this year um certain states have declared that um, workers who may work out of state who are working from home are going to get an income tax bill for both states <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a, there, there, yeah, there was a list. Uh, I, I forget which uh, mainstream uh, uh, news outlet had a had a big news story on it. And and I guess a lot of organizations or states are taking the approach of of treating telecommuters, uh, remote workers, like NFL players, because you know NFL players pay pay state taxes in everywhere they play a play a game. Um, that's something that, well, at least that's what the the news article said. I didn't validate that bit, so don't fact check me and yell at me. That's what I was told by the media. <laughs> um, but uh, that is definitely you know, there. that's the one undesired consequence. Because, like you know, here where we live in southwestern Pennsylvania, you can you can live here and work in Ohio or West Virginia. It's all commutable because we're in the you yeah. know the lower quadrant of the of the state. If you're over on the other half of the state, you could be working in New Jersey or New York, you know, or Pennsylvania or Delaware. You know, you, you, there's options there for you to work just about anywhere. So some of these states, and in, in, I'll see if I can find it. If I can find it in enough time, I'll put in yeah. the.
1: Behind that, why, why, why?
0: Well, because they say that you are actually performing a service and working within the confines of the state or commonwealth, and therefore you are earning wages in 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 the commonwealth or in a state like where Pennsylvania is a commonwealth, and so therefore they're owed the uh, the taxes
1: as opposed to. Well, that makes sense, but why does? So let's say you moved from, you know, high living cost place, like let's say New York to mm-hmm. to Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. Why does New York still get to claim that?
0: Well, if that, the company, if the company's headquartered is in New York. Of course. Yeah, that's when they that's when they nick it. Right.
1: So everybody's got to stick their fingers in the time yep. and <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah,
0: they're gonna they're gonna get you one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's roll over to some teams updates. Um, Ari, thank you for that fun part. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna roll back in here. Feel free to chime in uh, with with Dev. He's got some stuff lined up for some things that happen. And you know, as this rolls forward again, and this is going to be a regular spot. We'll just call it teams update in the past thirty. So like the last month uh, or of recent history, we're just gonna throw out there some new stuff. And you know, as a side, I was on a call today for the day job and it was amazing to me. Like people are like finding stuff in, we use teams obviously, and uh, they're finding like all this stuff that I'm, I, I scratched I, I my head. I'm like, really? You just found that now. And then I realized like we live in that ecosystem. Yeah. So yeah. I, got, I got to slow my roll with my, any kind of judgment casting, you know? And, and i love the fact that they're doing that. That's just, it was amazing to me. And I almost like wanted to add on 10 more things. Like, if you like that, you're going to like
2: these three pictures. Which is great yeah
0: it is it is <laughs> dev what do you got for us this month
2: yeah yeah so it's a um it's been a uh i think last year was a uh fast and furious with the updates for teams and trying to make it COVID friendly and things of that nature so i, I don't know if we'll see it slow down at all this year um probably not um considering where we're still in the middle of the pandemic and everything like that but um
0: not according to Microsoft stock
2: either. Uh, that's, that's also true. Yeah, There's lots of weird stuff it. going on in the stock market right now.
1: Seriously, um, have you, you haven't seen that Wall Street bets thing going on with GameStop, have you?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I, have, yeah. I did read that. <laughs> yeah. That is
1: crazy. That's yep. a, social, that is a social one-off. That is a, that is, yeah, that's a crazy thing that's happened. Yep. <laughs> Among all the other craziness, but yeah. <laughs> the, the, um,
0: keep, keep, your, keep that in mind, so when we do our year-end show, we say like the weirdest or craziest
1: things that happen? That's for sure going off my list. That's that's for sure. Hedge fund managers getting screwed by a bunch of average Joes that decided to band together and get... Like like a Reddit post. (laughs) Over a Reddit post. Oh my God. Sorry.
2: (laughs) Anyway. um, So yeah, we wanted to go over a a couple of the Teams updates that's happened in the past 30. And um, I would say that a lot of these updates come from the What's New in Microsoft Teams drop in whatever month and year that you want to put in um, blog posts on the tech community for Microsoft Teams. Um, So I want to give credit where credit's due. It's like I just pop these out the rabbit hat. Um, But um, so first one is, and this wasn't in the most recent uh what's new in teams but i noticed this when i was uh working in teams the other days that now we can pop out apps yes. um for for yes. apps for teams so like mm-hmm. uh, tasks uh you know well formerly known as planner but now tasks in teams and you know power automate power apps whatever app you could think of you can now pop it up pop, you can pop it out into its own separate window like you do chess now which i think is a uh, big win for that um, did, you
0: know, did you know you can no longer pin a planner to a tab now because
2: of that it's yeah, like inside a channel
0: yeah you know how we used to go and you hit on the tab you hit the plus and you pin a plan then you have your cards inside of the tab no you can't
2: do that. i can do that
0: well,
2: I, did, I, did it. I, literally, I literally did it a week ago it's getting turned off <laughs>
0: it, it got turned off on our day jobs tenant because I, I did it like i set up a board and all of a sudden it's like not there anymore I'm like what and so then I like, yeah. So keep your eye on that.
2: That could be a challenge. Yeah, we to keep we definitely have to keep an eye on that. But yeah, so I think the pop out apps is a one of the final pieces of the puzzle for ultimate productivity within Teams, um, as far as you know, being able to see your different stuff in app and go back and forth between chats and apps and things like that. You could pop out and have as many Teams windows as you want, pretty much now. Um, so that's been good. Um, and the next one I think is super small. But I think it's especially for the Michael Askins of the world. Um, I think <laughs> I think is his beautiful Wait, we We've talked about this before. Um, now, in, in your teams meetings, you get a five minute warning before, yes! before your teams is up. Before your teams meeting is up. Now, it doesn't automatically can doesn't doesn't end the meeting by itself. But I thought that was a nice little touch. To uh, give people a reminder, oh, we got five minutes left. Let's wrap it up or whatever and things like that. And also, you know, when, you know, there's probably been great back in the uh, pre-COVID days when you're, you know, you're standing outside the meeting room waiting for people to <laughs> exit the room and they're going over and they don't realize. Exactly. And, oh, five minute warning. Yeah. <laughs> So, That's great. I, I <laughs> thought that was a, a a very small but very nice touch. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that further. So like
0: knocking on the door, like the conference rooms that are fishbowls you can like rap on the window and just like point to the big screen where it says five minutes left, and just like point at it, just stare <laughs> at it like menacing, like five minutes.
1: We <laughs> were uh, we were doing a project for. I think it was Facebook and I guess there had become quite the sort of drama between people fighting over conference rooms. And so they had us, put film over those glass bowl conferences oh. like you're talking about so that people couldn't see what was going on because I guess it started getting pretty heated. <laughs> <laughs> there,
0: there's, a, uh, there's a grocery chain uh, out this way uh, that's rather large and I was in a meeting with them. This was I was at a different day job many moons ago and we had a meeting and it was like going to wrap we knew we were going to run long but I'm looking at the clock and it was like three minutes too and everybody that worked for the company like literally they just stopped talking picked up their stuff and walked out the room and I'm like well. like literally you have to be out the out the door before the end of your meeting and I'm like what's going on And here? Same thing, but they just decided that instead of like menacing at each other, they just get up and leave.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought that was a very nice touch by, by Microsoft to uh, do that along with the Outlook stuff and trying to keep the meeting shorter and things like that. I think they're being super cognizant of that stuff now. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, moving on to a, a, a another update, I think this lends itself more to the COVID uh, touch, touchless interfacing with meetings and things like that. You know, they're rolling out the Cortana voice assistance um, for Microsoft Teams rooms and displays and things of that nature. So you can just tell Cortana, join my meeting to the uh, device and then boom, it does it. You just um, set her
0: off in my office, by the way. <laughs> 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 that's a little ring on top of my thing spinning around.
1: That's an area that is really ripe for improved user experience. I think once once folks really get the sort of look, we're the ones that need, the the technology works fine. It's the users that need to start to learn how to use it, right? And once folks really start using voice commands, I I think we're going to find that's going to be the main way of interacting with the piece of technology.
0: I may may be putting the the horse behind the cart or whatever that phrase is, Um, but I I foresee in the future us working together and there's going to be an ELB app that you can download on the Apple or Play Store where we can leverage the Microsoft Cognitive Services to interface directly with all the devices in the room i'm just saying
1: <laughs> you know it's it's really not that far away there's there's devices that are um essentially have these little processors it's, it's a usb device now it's a little processor essentially it can take in a microphone it, it has a little microphone and essentially just allows you to add a microphone onto anything with the usb port oh, so awesome. if you can then load firmware on there that can run cortana or whatever then yeah there you go
0: well,
1: there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Um, so, moving on to our next update, uh, I know we were talking about not using Microsoft Teams Rooms and kind of trying to g- genericize the uh, conference room, but I thought it was very a nice touch now that you'll be able to manage your Teams Rooms in the Microsoft Teams Admin Center uh, mm. now. That's and um, we just got the five minute warning. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, So you'll be able to push out firmware updates, see if things are healthy or not, uh, restart your devices. And this goes for your Microsoft Teams rooms, displays, collaboration bars, um, things like that. Um, so I thought that was a really nice touch. If you haven't, if you don't see that out, it's probably a lot of these stuff they announced they're in the process of rolling out. So it might take some time to reach you. Um, and so we got two more. So this kind of lends itself to our conversation earlier about USB-C and kind of trying to, which cords can run video and audio. They're going to push out support now for HDMI, it will be able to run out audio and video um, mm-hmm. to uh, teams if you unplug in your laptop, uh, just like using uh, BYOM. Um, yeah, if you have the, if you have the, the the HDMI port now, you'll be able to run audio and video through it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was not able to do before, right?
2: I would assume, considering the post. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you just have
1: you just sure. split it. Yeah. You Used to have to uh, buy all sorts of stuff from manufacturers that made a lot of money by <laughs> just making the simple square. Right yeah, those so are I, good
0: avoidance. I liked it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're almost a, drop a name, I, right? I, I
1: dropped one earlier that I shouldn't have. So, <laughs> yeah, y'all look like ooh. One for One for two. <laughs> yeah. one <month> for two.
2: <laughs> it's post production. We can cut that out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um and this this last one, <laughs> this last one isn't really an update, but I think it, it uh, behooves us mentioning it, considering it does seem like Microsoft is going to stick to their word. Is that plus or minus a couple of days from here, uh, Skype for Business is going to die. It's going to go away. Um, they seem to be sticking to their guns. Uh, I was looking at the the uh, July thirty first, twenty twenty one. It is today is January twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. So we got about six months until that happens. Um, they're putting out posts saying, hey, we want people to get moved over, you know, and they're putting out guidance and things like that. It doesn't seem like they're going to shy away from it and they're going to go full steam ahead. So I think it's important for all those organizations out there. I'm sure REC, you work with a bunch of orgs that are still using Skype to a certain extent that uh, it's time to get moving on that. So I'm going to
1: put the that's great to see Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying that's great to see from the manufacturer. You typically, we're sort of the ones you know, positioning that, saying that, hey, you know, this is going to be end of life. You really need to start thinking about how you're going to move over. And also, you know, Teams is just infinitely more productive than Skype for Business, right? And so it makes a lot of business sense, but there's always this sort of, well... I'll just wait until I really have to. And ultimately the manufacturer is the one that decides when that is. That's good to hear that Microsoft is really sticking to their guns on that.
0: Yeah, so if you put the Wayback machine on Microsoft said the same thing about public folders in exchange.
2: <laughs>
0: They're still there. <laughs> 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 like, uh, I'm just, just saying, well, this is different though. This is a whole product. This is a server install. This is an app, you know, there's application embedded all kinds of hooks and stuff. So this is different than just a feature set that is problematic because, you know, public folders are problematic. I mean, anybody that runs exchange environments and messaging environments knows that that's just, it's, it's rubbish to use those. We find ways around those. And with teams, there's no need for that. And with groups and stuff like that, there's no need for those things. Yet any we have conversations were like, we can't do that yet because we got public folders and like we want people to do stuff in teams. We're like, we can't do anything cool with teams because we're in islands mode and we have the <laughs> Skype stuff turned on. So if you guys can help push to get everybody over that line, I'm good with that.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the uh, the latest uh, post they put out was January 14th. So it seems like they're going full steam ahead. They're not going to back off of it. Um, I was willing to bet the farm that they would back up they would back off. A bit, they would back off of it, especially with uh, COVID and everything happening. But maybe that they had the different line of thinking and for more full, full steam ahead with Teams because that's the way they want to. More beds, at least in this time, I believe Teams is definitely more beneficial than Skype for business um, I, from my productivity standpoint.
0: I just found the new latest in the last thirty days. I found my new feature that I like the most in Teams. <laughs> it's the dismiss button on the 5 minutes left and that's all i can ignore ah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is true it also it, it it it's scheduled to go away it's only up for 10 seconds and it goes away by 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 itself or at least it should Thank um, goodness so, <laughs> so uh, uh,
0: lighthearted uh, quick another lighthearted quick banter area which didn't make the agenda because I like to sometimes surprise people to get gut reactions um, so if you were to choose only one feature from teams as everything else has to go away but you can choose to keep one feature would it be raise hand spotlight or together mode which one would you keep Is which one do you find more useful and why
1: I'm going to go with Ray's hand because I I think it's the aspect of collaborating that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. And and, um, like we've talked about, or like I mentioned before, audio is always the most important part in the talking over somebody or not talking because somebody's already talking. Whereas if you're in the room together, you would talk over each other. People would sort of bounce back and forth and, and it would be a lot more flowing. So a lot of stuff, gets missed on online meetings until the raised hand thing and that really enables a lot of people to be on the same call and have it be a productive call um people not sort of talking on top of each other and oh i didn't hear that you were talking sorry what did you say oh no you go no no no, you go no you go all yeah. of that comes the raised hand really sort of again tries to create that democracy of, of experience
0: yeah for sure you know in that case alone i'm I'm with you Uh, raise hand you know I, I was there but it wasn't as well thought out as mine I was like raise hand so I just don't I can pick somebody who needs something to recognize it that was well put Dev which one would you pick
2: I'm actually gonna go with together mode what? Yeah. So I, the thing is, this is more just of how I've personally experienced Microsoft Teams and, and how I've seen the features used. Is that I really haven't seen the raise hand feature used a ton. But for me personally, I've gotten a lot of good use, especially like when we do these recordings. Thank you for raising your hand, Michael. <laughs> You're um, for when. Um, uh, especially during our recording like for our year end stuff and like, or when we do our night stuff, I put everyone in together mode so I could see them together. And so I can see everyone talking reactions and things like that. Um, so I think for, I, I mean, I, th- it's neck and neck, but I would definitely say the least one on the list, I think for everyone to spotlight.
0: Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so one of the other things that, uh, okay. So, spotlight is definitely useful when you're doing video when you need to capture something and you want to present and you want to keep it and use it moving forward and you're not doing a live event spotlight is super useful because if you're doing an event that's going to be recorded it's probably orchestrated to where you're not going to be stepping on each other so so if, if that's the use case then spotlight probably would be more useful but the day to day meeting stuff I think Ray's hand fits it now the other thing that I'm going to throw out there that a lot of people missed and quite frankly I forgot about it and I think you reminded me Dev is fit the Fit the frame. You, you familiar with that one, Ari? No. <laughs> so right click on my face and hit fill frame or fit the frame. Oh, fill frame say? or fit the frame. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
2: So this is definitely important for people like Mr. Askins who like to sway as he's doing right now. (laughs) And then the (laughs) is trying to adjust itself as he's following him and it gets annoying. He's never going to stop all that.
0: (laughs) So fun fact, when I present, I used to like together mode because I'm used to talking to a crowd. But then again, I I realized, okay, it's it's useful, but not sometimes. So then, you know, I start I move around a lot because I'm up. I'm used to like talking to people, engaging you move when you want to get the acknowledgement and you put, and then you get all these little tiny squares and there I am going back and forth and I have these elaborate backgrounds. A lot of the times when I'm presenting and it's like shifting and like, Oh, there's the QR code. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> people, people have told me like, can you stop and move to the left one step? And I do. And then like the camera still follows me. So you're not getting the QR code, but nope. fit the frame that works. right? <laughs>
1: well, you're smart.
0: Yep. Cool. Definitely. Cool. So we want to uh, highlight an area. So, our regular shows of just you know what's going on enterprise tech we have video of the week Uh, when we have a data download with Chris we usually have a video of the week that's related to his channel that he has Uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to have a product spotlight and I'm going to toss it back to you Ari to give us a highlight and I believe we're screen sharing just so we're all on the same page of what you're talking about we'll put these links in the show notes so that you can And mash on that and get this information uh to you know, contact us or ELB to, you know, make your way to get in this thing because it looks really cool. So what do we got, Ari?
1: Yeah, so you guys are talking about updates to Microsoft. I think one of the other big things that's been going on recently, sorry, updates to Teams, is that the um the environment of or the market for team certified devices has grown exponentially over just the past 12 months. Um which is really important again, from an enterprise standpoint, knowing that what you're investing is, is something that will work well with your other platforms. Obviously that's critical. Um, but then also from knowing that threshold of man is how is this all going to work? Oh, you mean it's all already team certified. That's great. I don't have to worry about it. So it really helps on, on both ends of things, but what the device is specifically, it's, it's one of those, um, audio devices that I mentioned before. One of those, uh, what's called a, um, A microphone array, and it's by a company called Nariva. They're out of Canada, and um, interesting thing about Nariva, they are their founders are uh, were the original founders of Smart. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with smart boards, yep. but if you have kids in schools, you are definitely familiar with with smart boards and their ilk. So those same founders, um, they had some audio technology that they developed actually sort of separately of smart. And then uh, they decided to make a company around it and they call it their microphone mist technology. And so what we're looking at here they've recently announced that it's team certified, which is great. It checks those boxes um, for folks that are sort of hesitant. And then also those folks that are going to have to support it afterwards. Um, and if you could scroll down just a little bit there.
0: How much further do you need me to go?
1: Oh, sorry. I'm not seeing the, if you look um, at the desk or at oh. the table here in that yep. conference room. Yep there's one thing that I've noticed right away, which is that there's those two touch devices or those two devices that are sitting on there, but there's no microphone on the table. It's so mm-hmm. like we talked about before the wires to the table aren't there anymore. You're able to move that table around for large group work for a presentation for, you know, one-on-one, whatever, without having to worry about whether or not you're going to get good audio. Um, so if we can flip over to the actual product page,
0: I will do that, but before I do, I want to call out that on this picture, the lady at the table is using a Surface Pro 7, and the other individual has Surface Book 3, so shameless plug. That's right,
1: that is a Surface Book. Okay, so there are zero devices on that table. Yep. Yeah. I thought it was a control device, but no, that's, you're right. That's the service books. So yeah. So there's zero devices on that table and just notice the difference, right? Like yeah. from a user experience, you're not cables everywhere on the table. You're walking in nice clean and it's going to work better than all mm-hmm. the stuff that used to be there. So. That scratches
0: uh, my OCD for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. And me both. Um, so what makes this particular, there are a couple different manufacturers that do something similar and what makes this one particularly good is all the effort that they've done to make it work for whatever space you need uh whatever conditions of the room i'll talk about that in a second and then um all of it is done automatically without you having to configure anything yourself so looking at that room there in front of us from an av perspective the first thing i see there is tons of glass which make, is going to make the audio terrible Mm -hmm. The other thing I see there is a couple different tables. How am I going to serve people really in sort of three different locations there? And what that bar will do is um, it will auto tune itself. So what the Nereva HDL will do is, is it'll auto tune itself as the people in the room move as the conditions of the room change, let's say you draw a curtain because, or put down the blinds because you're getting too much light. <clears throat> again, that changes the audio profile of the room. And typically in the past, you would then have to send an engineer to the room to reconfigure the audio device so that it gets proper pickup again. Yep. If you move the tables around, you'd have to send an engineer to the room to make sure that the new areas are, are uh, mic'd up properly. This is now doing several thousand of those calculations a second. And it's able to, uh, not only, so again, this is the, this is what's so key about it being able to triangulate. So it knows where you are. So it can focus in on all the sounds that are coming from that spot and then eliminate the sounds that are not coming from that spot, the dog barking outside your door, or I guess in an office space, the car going past, um, or, or anything like that will get, uh, intelligently deleted out and all of that, is not only automatic, it's ongoing, and it does not require any engineer or any sort of AV personnel or IT personnel to be in the room to make that happen
0: that makes Microsoft's job a little bit easier uh, and, yeah. and here's here's why right so teams has an AI capability to try to filter some stuff out and and it, it's just not like that it's, it's not as as refined as what this solution does like as anyone who's listened to the podcast you know they've probably heard my heater in my office running that hissy whine of my heater, you know, teams is supposed to cut that out. It doesn't, it can't handle that because yeah. that's, you know, if you can handle that in, you know, the, the, the pre stage of before you're passing it into your meeting or before you're passing it to what you're recording, um, that's huge because it makes teams job that much easier
1: to do its part, to make sure that everything's Absolutely. good at the end. Right. It's always <laughs> constantly sampling the sound profile, the base level sound profile of the room, whether or not you're using the system or not. And so for example, you can have an HVAC vent right above it. Typically that would be a nightmare for a microphone and now it can tell that, ah, you know what? This buzzing is a constant in this space. I'm going to always eliminate that from any audio I send to the far end. Yeah. I need one of these. (laughs) They're great, man. They're really, I mean, they made our, our job uh, from an installation point of view. It's night and day, right? We're not in there you know, measuring distances from speakers to ceiling mics and all that kind of stuff anymore. We literally just throw it up on the wall, turn it on. It auto tunes itself. In fact, we're building whole conference rooms on a single sort of backing Right. So your display, your your team's device um, or whatever peripheral you're going to attach it to, plus this microphone and a stack camera. It all comes on a single mount together now. And now oh, honestly, I don't even care what your room looks like. I can walk in with this pre-built system in my warehouse, put it up on your wall and confidently know that the next day when you walk in, uh, you're going to have a conference room that, that works great.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, this also can solve uh, the alternative because everybody's constantly looking for um, the the Microsoft boards, the hubs. They're 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 always looking to make a, a. investment in some sort of a solution that they can bring that conference big screen experience in. And so Mm. they're putting them on car. They're buying only one because they're pretty expensive (laughs) and they're, you know, they're toting them around on these cars. This, this eliminates all that because you know, you don't have all that craziness
1: you have to do with it. What I really recommend for anybody that's interested in it is um, Nariva has a great demo program. So what's unique about this is that it doesn't really affect people in the room that much. It really affects the experience of people who are not in the room, right? Being able to hear somebody if they're over in the corner or if they're right next to an HVAC event. That really pertains to the people on the far end, right? And so what Nariva's done is they set up this great demo facility up in Calgary. And uh, their schedule, you can go online, um, get a 15-minute demo from them. And what they'll do is, it, you know, go, go get on a video call with you, show you all the different features that, that I've just mentioned just now. And the space that it's in, I think there's three walls of glass. It's a huge space. Um, all sorts of crazy audio issues typical for that space. Um, and you on the far end can, can hear how well this microphone does. Um, so really, you're able to evaluate it and whether or not you think it might work for your spaces without ever having to go to a demo facility having the device in your lap not necessary you can actually get that whole um, evaluation done remotely
0: that's pretty awesome i believe that is that the hear it live button on
1: their website that would make sense if it was it should be <laughs> Let's hope. It should have it yeah
0: <laughs> that'd be pretty cool yeah so so you know it's worth noting that you know we are Microsoft partners for the day job. And, you know, we are teams centric, though this does work with other solutions, right?
1: It does. It's a USB device. Again, Like we've been talking about the migration of all these devices from these proprietary varied cable types and connections to everybody using USB. This is one of those, um, one of the upshots of that excellent
0: yeah so uh we we have some shops that are multiple shops they're zoom and teams or they're uh, cisco webex and and zoom or so that this particular device can benefit collaboration not just platforms so it's worth noting though i will want to call out it is a team certified device so that's that's definitely a good thing
1: well that's the news for today that's why we're bringing it up today because it is uh team certified
0: Yep, absolutely. So is there anything else around this product? Is it, If somebody wanted more information other than uh, trying to do this, we can put the link in, in, in the show notes for you to check it out on your own. Um, and we'll also put a link to get contacted with us or, or ELB to, you know, maybe go that next step, right? Yeah, that'd be the best way for sure. Excellent. Um, any other thing around the product? Because I think I want one <laughs> really bad. <laughs>
1: no um just that we've, we've deployed it successfully a lot and <laughs> really, it really is changing the game audio is still the most important and it really makes that experience great regardless of what situation you're in for your conference room so all right so parting words
0: uh we will have the the product spotlight in in below in the notes where wherever your player is up down left right um any final comments for today i think we're
1: i think we're wrapping up right anything else yeah, no, just that it's uh, always great to do these things with you guys.
0: Yeah, it is great. It's it's a, it's a good time, and especially when you uh, you're working with people that know the industry, they're good people, um, and you you get along real well with them. It, it, the time flies by. we could probably record another hour just on banter alone, huh? <laughs> no,
1: I've got a lot of things I didn't even touch on. So <laughs> another hour's episode coming in. <laughs>
0: that means we will have another one next month. If you got lots you didn't touch on, so uh, let's look forward to scheduling that up and everyone please subscribe check the show notes and aside from that thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next time thanks everyone today's show is brought to you by Aspirant you aspire together we achieve this production is for information and entertainment purposes only not all technologies and items discussed are compatible with your system or specific configuration your mileage may vary consult a professional before trying anything discussed on this show visit show notes for relevant information and links